Yeah, that grumbling you hear, that's the official food critic of the What's Right show. In my stomach. And Ashley's stomach as we talk about food. It was great being on air, friends. Uh, Sam Rajofsky here. Ashley Watkins in studio together with John Kurtas. Uh, John is recovering from a, a uh, uh, what was it, a sinus infection? Is that uh, what this was? It was something nasty. It wasn't COVID. I got tested for COVID. It, but now people, I know several people have gotten it. I got it a month ago, exactly. Two weeks of just lots of pressure, terrible sore throat. You, you know, your ears feel clogged up. You know how your ears feel when you're underwater and you can't yep. clear them? It felt like that for me like seven days in a row. And it was, it was nasty. And uh, then, I, then I was on my back pretty much for 10 solid days. Yeah. But your biggest complaint was that you didn't lose yeah, weight. Yeah, you don't lose weight. I tell Ms. White, I mean, one of these, I mean, you should at least be able to say, oh, I dropped a few pounds because I wasn't hungry. No, I'm still at the refrigerator five, six times a day, <laughs> you know, eating crackers, chips, guacamole, you know, cold hamburgers, you name it. You I'm know? with you. If I'm going to get sick and be on my back on a couch all night for two weeks, <laughs> I at least want to yeah. get a better figure. Go, hey, look at I dropped an inch in my waist. Yeah, so it was, it was was a nasty one and i'm now in the in the week since i've know several people who've gotten it not from me but it seems to be going around and it's just a bad little virus a summer yeah. cold yeah. It's no you fun. had it ash too didn't you something some variant of this and and being a woman i'm gonna blame john yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. even, though, even, even though we didn't get within 100 miles of each other for uh for Three it, weeks. It is the man's fault. <laughs> it's the man's fault. Well, it's a nasty sore throat, and that bothers you as much as anything. Yeah, the head pressure was brutal. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, we're, I'm glad we're both alive, and we're yeah. both. I'm 100 percent, except that you'll get you'll catch me with a little cough once in a while. Try to keep it off the air. Well, I <clears throat> I love talking about QR codes and how those are the pet peeves. I oh. mean, uh, in the last segment and i just also i love that people are listening you're out in the town and people are saying they're tuning in yeah I they're got, complaining I, about the political <laughs> show no, 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 I they're saying nobody wants to hear from sam and all of his yeah. politics but but we want we we want more john we want what? want more boomer yeah. <laughs> well they didn't signal out you particularly sam it was sort of like mm. these were random people i heard said, what i heard i, I, I <laughs> They said, look, John, I hear you. I heard you. I love you. your Friday segments. I don't listen to the rest of the week because I don't like all that political stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? They just like the va little vacation talking about food, peeves of the week, you know, recommendations. And that's just a fun little escape for some people. But well, I'm going to guess Sam hears something different. No, I totally hear something different. Sam hears, this is why not, aren't you listening to me are about abortion for, rights? Are you ready for some <laughs> tit for tat? Okay, go ahead. Well, here comes the tat. All right, okay. so this, uh, I, so what I I hear from people as they say, well, I, you know, I love when you fill me in on the political stuff. I just don't need to hear about the food. And I think, and this is, this is, and by the way, I love that. I love that, that we are so complex over here mm -hmm. that we're able to have this kind of breadth that just alienates everybody. Well, I know, but I just get love. No one yeah, yeah. complains well, yeah, to me. No one complains yeah, about yeah. Ashley. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pretty blonde woman gets nothing but but adu adulation. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but I'll say this, Sam. If someone said that to me and I were you, I'd say, "Well, you, do you eat?" I don't like all that food stuff. That, that it, it's, been, it's gotten me for my whole life. When people go, "I'm not into all that food stuff," I have to say, "You eat, don't you?" You're a, you're a sentient being walking the earth. You consume food probably once or twice a day minimum just to stay alive. But so you, you ought to maximize your pleasure. But it, yeah. it, it, it never 
ceases to amaze me that there really are a large number of people. Oh yeah, who don't care. Who don't care? No, they don't care. My, my mom, God rest her soul, uh, didn't care. She just ate to stay alive, except chocolate. She loved chocolate. <laughs> well, John, yeah, John, we're we're sorry. I know your mom mom passed a, a month ago or so, and and we've we've been thinking about you, and and know this has been a tough time. So she she seemed like an absolute wonderful, incredible human being. Almost made it to 98. <laughs> she said, didn't want to make it to 100. She told us many times, I don't want to be 100 years old. I don't want to be one of those people they make a big deal about when they're in a wheelchair and everybody, they're all shriveled up and everything. <laughs> so, you know, and, and people go, oh, look at her. She's, she's going to croak any minute now because she's 100 years old. So she didn't want to be that gal, and she wasn't. She was lively right to the end, and God bless her. Oh. And she loved yeah. C's chocolate. Is that, oh, is that did the... she loved C's chocolate. Did she have a favorite one in the box? No, she would. We would always bring her seeds when we came. So, yeah. And I'd send it to her at Christmas time, and she would just keep that box open, and you would see just every day. I mean, it was like once an hour. She's over there. She ate the whole thing. She liked the nuts and chews, of Got course. It. You know, what I mean, wasn't wasn't big on the like the raspberry and the, yeah. the fruit stuff. Stuff. Do you have a favorite seeds? Oh, well, I like anything with the the nuts. They the, the stuff with the almond, the dark chocolate okay. with the almond. Uh, they also do. Uh, basically, what is a, 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 a almond joy bar yep. or, or a mounds bar, yep. you know, which is the kind of a cheap uh, industrial product? They do one specially with coconut filling in yep. the middle that is just knocks. I mean, my eyes roll back in my head when I eat it. Yeah, I so yeah. for me it was always the Bordeaux. It's the like one with this little brown sprinkles yeah. and the brown sugar in the middle. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean Seas just kills it with, with good chocolate. Sam, are you? You're not. I mean, I don't I'm know. I'm not from here. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> I like, no, I, I we, think we Cs kind of like, yeah, we that's Europeans what I was look at Cs chocolate as and a little it, pedestrian. Yes, okay. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. You don't have this. We're, we're you know, when once you've tasted a, a great Swiss chocolate, a Belgian chocolate, oh. little, a little a Lind, French, yeah. Lind yeah. product from Switzerland, you know, the Cs stuff is a little waxy. It, 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 it is waxy, and they make it, they, they have different products, and it is a little more commercial. You're right. It doesn't have that chocolate purity that you get in great European chocolates. But but for everyday chocolate, man, you, it's tough to beat. It is. A two-pound box sitting in, on your kitchen table <laughs> all the time. Okay. I agree. Now, you've been somewhere recently here in Vegas, and uh, I want to hear all about it. You want to hear the irritable Epicure rant of the week about I, that? Yes. <laughs> Sam, are you ready? Are you? I don't buckled? even know where. The, I, I didn't. I didn't follow this, but I know you. Uh, you got your finger on the pulse of John's mood. So yeah, yes. Yeah, well, well, Wakuda, Wakuda, tell us about Wakuda it. Wakuda opened like ten days ago in the Palazzo, and everybody said hey, you got to go to Wakuda. It is the Wakuda Tetsuya is probably the most celebrated chef in Australia, and he's had uh, very high, highly thought of high-end omakase mm -hmm. restaurants, super high-end sushi restaurants. He's a, uh, a Japanese-Australian and really well thought of, very inventive food. So he decides to go to the old Morel space in the, in the Palazzo and open up. And I was looking forward to it. I thought it would be kind of inventive, high-end sushi. High-end sushi is kind of getting kind of so 2019 now. You know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's good. It, 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 the, the bubble hasn't burst, but, I mean, the big sushi wave of upgraded sushi that, that started about 10 years ago is getting a little old hat. But I still thought, well, this guy's worth a, worth a look. So I go in there with uh, the food gal. And uh, one, of, one of those nights I was feeling a little better. And I said, let's go have dinner. So we go in and we order 
about eight or nine things. We get a, a crab, a, a soft-shell crab roll. We get uh, four or five pieces of sushi. We get a nice piece of fish. They call it Patagonian toothfish, a.k.a. Chilean sea bass, mm -hmm. same thing. And beautiful. In fact, that was the highlight of the menu to me is how they, they kind of cooked it in butter, and it was great. But then the bill comes, and, we, and I, we, I get a tiny bottle of sake, uh, 300 milliliters for 300 bucks. And my, you know, my wife doesn't drink much. You both know that. And, and the bill comes, and it's like $330. And I, so I, I leave a $60 tip, and my wife looks at me and goes, we're going to be in and out now, right? Yeah. I go, what? She goes, she goes you're, not, you're still hungry, aren't you? And I went, yeah, I kind of am. She goes, we're going to in and out Burger. And I said, I mean, she's never done that before. Wow. She doesn't eat like much either. And we'd, we'd had a substantial menu of like eight or nine things on the menu, but they were all extremely small portions. Mm -hmm. And every little thing, every little bit of sushi, every little bit of whatever is like 20 bucks. And it gets up to like three to 400 bucks really fast. And take it from me, folks, you will still be hungry. Isn't it amazing how after all of that fanciness of food that an In-N-Out burger for literally $4 yeah. <laughs> is what, what completes the evening? Yeah. Well, I, I, but, it, but it, it's, it's, it's regrettable that they're doing this because the quality is there, but they're obviously pricing this for a crowd that is going to walk in and go, I can't, you're not going to believe how much I spent uh, on this meal. That, that's kind of what it's shooting for. Yeah. I call it the sushi bro crowd. Okay, because that's the only people who aren't going to balk at those prices. Sushi this, bros. Sushi bros, exactly. And, and I'm, I'm just wondering, looking around, whether the Palazzo has the clientele that's going to support a restaurant where a dinner, a modest dinner for two, mm -hmm. is going to be north of $300. Is it a large space, like a big room? It's a big room. It's the old Morel's uh, Steakhouse space. Uh, and it's uh, in the corner of the Palazzo, right near the check-in de desk, right across from Lavo. Okay. Right there. And, and it's, uh, it's a big room. It's a, a nice build-out. The lighting's kind of subdued. Open kitchen, big Buddha sculptures in the middle of it. Or I, I guess there are no more sumo wrestler sculptures. And, uh, I mean, I, there's a lot to like about it. You could tell the quality in the fish is there. And they, a lot of care. In the, but that's, this is a really big stroke for what is basically a bunch of appetizers. Okay, oh, and, that's and, frustrating. And, and every little piece, sushi's priced per piece, and uh, the minimum of 18 bucks a piece, minimum two or order of two. So you're gonna have be ordering, basically every time you get a little two, two set of sushi of some yeah. kind or sashimi, you're paying 40 bucks with tax, including tax there. So that's a lot of money. And, and 40 bucks for two pieces of sushi adds up really quickly when you, get, you know, when you go through a meal for two people. So I'm with you. There is high-end sushi, and for me, there's like, expecting to pay $200 for sushi for per person. I expect to be in a small room right. with no more than 20 people. Right. I expect the service to be top notch. And I also expect to get 10 to 14 courses. Right. And be stuffed when I leave. With, with, with the attention of individual sushi yes. chefs bringing you this yep. food. Exactly. And, and we have places like that in town. We, do. we have We have Kabuto. We have Yui Sushi. We have uh, Hero, uh, Sushi Hero in, on, in the, uh, out in Henderson. So there's really great high-end sushi here that's half the price of what yeah. you're going to pay at Wakuda. So what you're saying is this is a tourist trap. I think it is a tourist trap. I mean, and I don't want to say that. I want to like it. But I, I can't, uh, when, when my wife says, let's go get a double cheeseburger yeah. after dropping 400 bucks at dinner, you know there's something missing. Yeah, it, they're going, yeah. By the way, the, the space is beautiful. 
It is a nice space. It is a nice space. But it's it's not particularly luxurious. It's just a nice build out of a big room. Yeah, yeah, with a big open Japanese kitchen there. And uh, I'll go to Wakuda again, but only if Sam is paying. Question, Nobu. <laughs> is it prices at Nobu? I mean, because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's, it's higher trying, than Nobu. It's higher than it's Nobu. It's trying to compete with Nobu. So we're I, in a receipt measuring competition. Yeah, well, it, yeah, yeah, that's what men are all about. Yeah, sushi bros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sushi bros. I mean, it, it'll be I just think they're going to miss the mark because I don't think they're going to get a customer base that's going to flock there. And people are going to go once and go. Holy shit. Oh, 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 sorry. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> That's you can it. Say that Labeling word. this explicit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so uh, Wakuda, the quality is there, but the price to value ratio is not. Okay. So my take is I'm not going. After that review, I don't yeah. think I need to go. I'd rather go up to Kabuto or right. one of the other places that we've been to and discussed on the show. Sam, are you going to go? Yeah, I think I'll go once and maybe maybe go after I've had the cheeseburger. <laughs> maybe I'll just pre I'll start with I'll start with my my in and out order, which is a cheeseburger, light spread, uh, no onion, ex, add extra pickle, and um, and I'll just bring one with me, you and know, forget- and sit down at the bar and eat it, and uh, and then order your sushi meal. Yeah. Don't forget the animal fries. Okay, you got to bring the animal fries too. So here, let's take a just a. A quick pause here, friends, and uh, when we come back, let's let's tell some places to go and look at places. I I want to ask about ramen. Actually, that's on my mind, and and then I think John, you have some suggestions for where people can eat this weekend. All right, quick pause here. You're listening to the What's Right Show Food Friday Special with John Curtis. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, it's Ash from Sam and Ash Injury Law. You need a lawyer you can trust. So give us a call at 702-820-1234 or go to salmonashlaw.com. No pressure, just answers, because you deserve what's right. Welcome back. Food Friday special with John Curtis and Ashley Watkins. Sam Marjofsky here, the host of The What's Right Show. Grateful to have you guys here with me. The band is back together. Yes. Yes, yes. How about referring to to me as the irritable epicure from now on? What do you think of that? Irritable Irritable epicure. Epicure. You have more nicknames than Imelda Marcos has shoes. (laughs) The gassy gastronome? How's that? (laughs) I was just going to say, when you said irritable, I was like, where are we going with this? Um, So I don't, yeah. I don't know. We'll call you whatever you want. No, you tell I, us. I, the curmudgeon at law sounds pretty good to me. That's fine. I still like the lost to vegan. The lost vegan? Yeah, yeah, I am lost vegan. So I still haven't tried the vegan taco place down the, down the street. From taco. T- I haven't either. One day. Let's go. Let's do it for lunch. Okay. One day. Let's just bite the bullet yep. and go and just, uh, and just eat you a order of vegan the soup. Taco. Make sure they heat it up to like higher than room temperature. <laughs> Okay. 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 All right. Fine. <laughs> but we're gonna go, and we'll report back to the show about Taco Terra. Okay, Speaking so of wh- soups, soup. I have to ask. I want a recommendation, what John. Soup? It's very specific. I want ramen, or and or udon, at a place that isn't terrifying. Right. If I'm just a regular standard, you know, guy. Gringo. 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 Where, where do I go in <laughs> Vegas that isn't? I, you know, it's not a chain. It's not this was is excellent. That is high end. You know, not high, but you know, quality food, but doesn't look terrifying inside. Well, that might mean. <laughs> 
Well, you, and you also have to know how to navigate some of these ramen shops because they're some of them are very Japanese and that you know you sit down and there's like only three things on the menu and you can tell the regulars they go in and they tell the chef right away I want I want the extra daikon I want to blah 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 and, they, and then, you know and then they make the ramen literally within about thirty seconds of you ordering it and then put it in front of you and then you eat so the turnover in these ramen shops is is amazing and the very very Japanese. Uh, I, I would say Ramen Sora would be the one to go to, is, is my favorite sit-down, doesn't really have a ramen bar, but has kind of a sit-down restaurant. It's right in the smack in the middle of Spring Mountain Road, and it's been there a while, and they do all different types of ramen. They do the, the salt ramen, they do the tonkatsu mm -hmm. ramen, so they do, do the different uh, broths and stocks that uh, contribute to the different uh, ramen, uh, the ramen styles. And it's uh, the menu's easy to navigate. It's got pictures and full descriptions. So if I'm taking a ramen beginner out, I would take them to Ramen Sora. I like pictures on my menus when right. I'm at a new place and out of my league. I, so I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so Ramen Sora. Monta is the king. Monta really set the standard in 2008 when it opened. There's another one I like called Ramen Hashi, which is down Spring Mountain Road. The same Hashi Go, uh, Go Hashi, the, uh, okay. the, the Izakaya, right, the, near Valley View. Uh, it's it basically specializes in chicken broth based uh, ramen, which is a lighter, not the heavy pork broth and, uh, that, that you get in a lot of the places. So uh, ramen hashi is fun too, but you sit at a counter there and it's a little more fast and furious. Ramen Sora to me is a place to go, especially like with a family or a group, mm -hmm. you'll have a better time at Ramen Sora. So I was giving Sam a hard time when he said he wanted to talk ramen because yesterday I posed this question to a guy on the that I interacted with on the radio and he's married a Japanese woman loves Japan goes all the time so I said give me your ramen spots in uh, Vegas and, and he said Manta yeah ramen Sora right there so you go. and then he's also said ramen Arashi all right no, uh, you don't know that one don't know that one but you know there's there's been a plethora of yeah. them open up in the last uh, five to six years so there's a bunch i haven't gotten to that are probably very good i just haven't gotten and to where them. can you get udon versus what's the difference i don't even For, know well, well udon, udon are the, the wider noodles those those they're, they're, they're really wide above. okay they're not they're not those thin sora buckwheat noodles they're those wide they're the wide and white you know Again, I will say just Hashi, uh, Hashi Go is a great place that he does. He's an all-purpose Japanese izakaya. Uh, and I think H-A-C-H-I, Hashi Go, I think it's H-A-C-H-I. I think it is called or, or Hashi Izakaya. I don't know. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I wasn't prepared for this, guys. But uh, Go Hashi uh, Izakaya has an all-purpose Japanese menu from noodle soups to sushi and everything else to robotiyaki cooking and skewers. And I like to send people there and it's very, very popular. Go early because it's hard to get a seat. They they don't take reservations. You just pretty much- um, Izakaya Go? Izakaya Go. That's I love, yeah, yeah, yeah I go. love Izakaya Go. I, I keep calling it Izakaya Go because Hashi is the fellow's name. Okay? Yes. So it's Izakaya Go. So Izakaya Go, udon noodles would be my- is there, there used to be an udon noodle specialty place right on Spring Mountain Road. It went out of business. COVID killed it. Too bad. So, womp, womp, womp. Why, 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 why is the sudden interest in udon noodles? Well, well because Mr. I'm Czechoslovakia, I'm, and it's a well, hundred and some degrees yeah, out, I Sam. No, I, I, I never stop eating and drinking hot food in the summer. What do you just eat ice cream over the summer? I, I mean, I drink hot coffee in the morning, and I, I like soups. 
Really, even when it's 105 outside. Yeah. Ooh, I like the cold soba noodles, so, you know, the Japanese mm-hmm. places have, yeah. which, you know, they basically have a cold dipping sauce, and that, that's, to me, a nice little noodle alternative when it's 112 in Vegas. Well, I'm going to have to go check these places out, and yeah. I'm also just really proud to know that you're, I fact-checked you, and some other guy agreed with those there two spots, go. so bam, just like yeah. that. He knows his stuff. When you put him on the spot and he doesn't even have a chance to prepare, yeah, I did. That was right. he gets it. Pull that right out of you know where, folks. <laughs> so, John, I went somewhere that I think apparently you were also recently, and we went together once. And Mariscos El Fresco. Oh yeah, we love this place, don't we? I know, Sam. You've been. You took the kids. Yeah. What did Sam think of it? After you know. Well, I think I've 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 already gone on the record with this, but I'll say it again. It was absolutely spectacular. Okay, absolutely spectacular. Uh, and I, uh, uh, my kids, I, I went there, I had, you know, I, it was one of these evenings where, where, where the wife had something to do. And so I, I took the kids and I said, we're driving all the way across town to go to a new restaurant. And they're like, okay. And even though they were tired and whatnot, they loved it. I mean, we had a big fish. We had the some oh, what was it some ceviche was out of this world the 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 i mean everything is fresh everything the flavors are outrageously good i just just the atmosphere i think that place yeah. you know we were just talking about this with 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 ashley the other day we need to get we need to get the the chef the owner of that restaurant together with a great developer downtown who's looking for the, you know, the next solid product to put in the space that they're building. Because you, you need these anchor tenants, you need these these food places to, to, to you know, to drive and some, people And in. sometimes you need real estate developers who have space to let who will yeah. help you uh, refine your product. Because th- that that location at Tropicana and Pecos really can't, doesn't justify any kind of upscale decor because it's not a rundown area of town, but let's just say it's an area of town that's seen better days. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly a foodie mecca. Right. And uh, so he's kind of done a bare bones renovation there. And, and and the decor is not the point of the place. It's definitely what comes on the plate. But what comes on the plate is pretty much the best Mexican seafood you can find in Las Vegas. It really is. And, I, and that's yeah. one of the reasons I'm bringing it up and I continue to go there is one, the food is fabulous and it deserves the attention and it's and also it's local it's this guy he's been here his whole life john sosa and i just think we need to make sure that people know that there are great restaurants kind of out of these like meccas of the arts district or downtown there are little pockets where you can find a gem like this and i'm i'm wondering if location is going to be the ultimate struggle that i hope it's not yeah i don't i don't know i mean i i'm old enough to remember when tropicana and pecos was sort of a a thriving part, commercial part of town, but it's slowly been kind of eroded over mm-hmm. the years. And I'm sure he got a good deal on rent. Yep. And a lot of these young places, I mean, you saw that happen with uh, the Ilia guys, the yep. Greek guys, their first place. I mean, they can only afford so much. Uh, Hamon Hamon, mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably pay, paying next to zero in rent. Yep. And that's how he keeps his doors open because yep. uh, he can he can spend the money on the quality food and, and cooking it not on uh, just turning the lights on every day but yeah they're always cash strapped and some of the best food in town comes from these kind of marginal places mm-hmm. i mean I, and i mean marginal in terms of they they operate on very thin margins and yes. and uh they're just about the food and hamon hamon is one Ilya greek and uh, mariscos el fresco's i'd kind of put in that same boat 
They're all about the food. If you're listening and you love fresh seafood, go check this place out. Get out of your comfort zone. Go down to Tropicana and Pecos and see Mariscos El Fresco's. You will not regret it. Absolutely. Tell them Sam and Ash sent you. No, John. And well, John, so I, when I went, well, I, tell him the irritable Epicure. <laughs> he'll know exactly who I'm talking about. No, he loves you, John. John says is great. Yeah. Um, and he recommended some new thing that he had created. He said, "Oh, I created this new dish. It's not on the menu. Should you try it?" He brought it out, and I said, "Have you given this to John Curtis yet?" And he goes, "Yeah, he was here a few days oh, yeah, ago." Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. And I was like, "Dang it!" I was like, "Give me something he hasn't had." <laughs> and he goes, "I try, but John, when he comes in, he orders everything." Every, yeah, and, and, and whatever I don't know order they make up you know they supplement with yeah so. and then, it's always nice that's very nice i'm very feel very honored sometimes and then sammy also mentioned having you and your kids in and he was really impressed he goes man those kids they eat anything and everything yeah. and i said well they they were bellied up to a sushi bar when they were still in diapers so and he was blown <laughs> away and so um actually really fabulous yeah the, the trick to this folks uh, if if you're listening you've got young kids i have two recommendations Take them everywhere with you, okay? Just take them and, and introduce them to food young. And take the damn iPad away. Those are the yeah. two wrecks, right? Take them out oh, to yeah. restaurants oh, and yeah. don't. I was at a place yesterday, John. This would be my pet peeve of peeves in, in eating out, is watching people sit down with kids and immediately take out the iPad, the headphones, the big over-the-ear headphones, and they just mute the kids and put them on screen <laughs> and they're oh, sitting there. Why are the kids even, the, if yeah, you care yeah. this little about your children and in honestly don't want to engage with them, why did you even have kids to begin with? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, well, let me tell oh. you another sad story. If I get one, 30 seconds here, I go to Vicky's diner with a buddy of mine. We always just hit cheap ass diners all over town and the other day. And we're sitting there talking politics like we do. He's, you would love this guy, Sam. He's your, your old line Jewish hyper liberal guy, <laughs> pro union, anti government, anti big business. Scream, you guys would Sam. have a lot in cam- common. Uh, not. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we're, we're talking, but we always have friendly little debates. Family comes in, uh, three rather large people, let's just call it that, with a teenage son, two hefty people with a big beefy, I'm guessing he was 14 years old, 13, 14 years old. They sit down right next to us, and I say to my, my buddy, I go, we got to tone down the, the, the politic talk. Well, two of them put on a headphones like that. The, the third one looks at the phone. The whole time, the next 45 minutes goes by, none of them, talk to either one. It's obviously a mother and a, and a son yeah. and a father. And they never speak a word to each other. The only time they, they look up from their phones is to order and to eat. Oh, and they weren't it. on QR codes? And they weren't, <laughs> no, they weren't on QR codes. This was just, so let's, all, let's go out to breakfast, family, and all just look yeah. at our phones the entire time. Yeah. And it was very depressing. To okay. me, mealtime, going out with the family, sitting down at the dinner table, that was always the time as a family to connect. You know, you actually focus on yeah. what other people, what did you do today? Well, how was your yeah. day? What are yeah. you up to? You know, and so. What do you think of your bacon yeah. and eggs or yeah. something? You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, to me, because these weren't young people. They had a teenager, but I'm guessing these folks were in their 40s. Yeah. You know, they were not young. And they're all three of them just sitting there looking at their phones. I'm like, Gee, what are you, teenage girls? Oh, sorry. Hey, you, <laughs> you know, no, I'm hey, you can see those those groups in bars and everything where there's like eight girls and every one of them's on their phone. Yeah, you know, it's it's just, it is depressing. But families going out to eat, you're right, Sam. It's time to get to know your kids. Absolutely. Well, uh, any other recommendations? 
Uh, Final well, thoughts? Did um, we, we talk about Milos? Uh, Milos, I went to lunch here yesterday. Milos is fantastic. Still has a $38 special lunch. They did a tuna burger. Now, tuna burgers to me, so mundane, so weird. I don't really like them. Yeah. I ordered kind of on a dare, and I just loved it. Best tuna burger I've ever had. Well, so is it seared? It's seared like, on the outside. It's kind of kind of compact. It it, it it's got the. It, it's not especially attractive to look at because, but it's kind of brown and seared on both sides, and it's fresh tuna that's cooked through. A steak or like a tartare patty. It, it's like a tartare patty. Okay. It's like a tartare patty, but knocked my socks off. Perfectly seasoned, perfectly cooked. Great bun, great kind of mayo, kind of a tartar sauce thing on it. I was like. Dang, this is the best tuna burger, I think, in the history of the world. Okay. Wow. okay. So, and they also do a, a, a bagel and, uh, with smoked salmon that, that knocked me over. So, yeah, Milos continues to be one of our greatest lunch spots. Locals don't go there a lot because it's in deep in the Venetian right there, but it's, a, it's probably the best bargain seafood in town. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then one other one, Hell's Chicken. you got to try Hell's Chicken. Not when, to be confused with Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, when I'm at my war down, you know, this is Hell's Chicken just opened on Spring Mountain Road. When I was at my worst, feeling my absolute worst about three weeks ago, uh, my wife decides to think that maybe the uh, hot peppers will help out my sinuses. <laughs> she gets me the uh, the ghost pepper level hot chicken. Yeah. Okay, and it's just it was it was a great sandwich that I could not take a second bite of. That's how good. <laughs> One and done. Yeah. I mean, I took a big old chomp out of it, and I, and <laughs> your eyes blur over, and I mean, you're in pain for like 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah. But it, it was, uh, so I, I told her, why didn't you get the next level? She goes, I thought maybe you'd want maybe the next level, but maybe you need to jolt your system. But I couldn't take a second bite. I tried it the next morning. It was still too hot to eat. Okay, so we're going to go to Hell's Chicken. Hell's Chicken. But don't get the ghost pepper <laughs> yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, apparently there's like a one to five scale. Okay. She got a number five. And she, probably a three to four will be plenty for most people. Okay. And I love spicy food. I'm no wimp when it comes to spicy food, but I couldn't take a second bite. Well, I'm excited to check it out. Yeah. I still haven't been to Milos, so I will get you there. You haven't? No, I know. That's a Two sin. places I haven't been. Milos and Elia. Oh, right? You've never been to Elia? No. I know. Oh, my uh, folks. I don't even. I'm, I'm throwing my, my headphones <laughs> down. I'm storming out. My I God, know. You can't call yourself a philosophy. They're the two best Greek restaurants in town. I, I a, you just don't like Greeks. I love uh, Greeks. Yeah, she hates Greeks. I walked to the little Greek place here down in the Arts District, but I do need to get there. Ilya Amlos. I was going to go to Ilya last night, but instead I went back to Anima, I know. which well, I love. Anima. 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 Anima's I, great. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, what, what, do they have a new chef? What's the story they, there? No, they lost their, they lost Francesco Decado, which I never knew, th thought. I loved Francesco. It but, doesn't matter, but they've got, they, they, they have a deep bench of talent. They there. have a deep, and yes, it's a great restaurant. And Francesco was there kind of, he came on board about six months ago to help him get underway. But, you know, chefs are like, they're like gypsies. They, they, they have the attention spans of houseflies. I knew he wouldn't last because once he got the menu going, he'd get bored and move on to someplace else. And but so I was talking to Roberto. I hadn't been since it opened. And I said, I, he mentioned losing Francesco. And I said, well, when did Francesco leave? And he was like, oh, about a month ago. And I said, well, I'm going to let you know the food now today is better than it's ever been. And so if you've been in the beginning of when they opened, keep going. This yeah. place is still getting its yeah. stride. It is fabulous. I mean, the stuff they're doing, you know, you see a caprese salad on the menu. You think it's going to be basic. We ordered it. It's got like tomato gelé cups and cheese. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's unreal food. They're, and they're, they're, they're real pros that are running those restaurants. And yeah. the pasta... Yeah. 
absolutely fabulous. I had some chocolate pasta. Huh? I know, right? Uh. But it's like a bitter cocoa on the pasta dough, so it comes out brown and but pine nuts fabulous you i know i was with you i was waiting i ordered it because it was on one of their specials (laughs) well we'll have to go back i ordered it thinking it was going to be bad and looking for something to not like and i was you liked it i loved it so well well, we all love adam of aido but you got to get you to these the top two greeks sometime get get over your athenian prejudice i know you're my (laughs) you're my greek take me i know that's that's, i thought we were friends john i know okay okay We need to be a Greek enabler. Yeah. That's that's the story. All right. Well, friends, hey, listen, this was fun. Uh, John, great to have you here. Uh, Ash, it's always fun to to do this. And I'm glad that we were able to come together and talk food again. Uh, This has been great. And, uh, you know, thanks for uh, being here for me now. Get loosened up and I'll try to become more irritable than ever in the future. Okay. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. (laughs) I'll never lose that edge. Believe me. (laughs) All right. Let's do this again next week. I will do. All right. Beautiful. Hey, friends, like that, a beautiful food special show in the can. Great to have you with us. This is Sam Rajofsky here with the What's Right Show. And we'll see you again next week. Have a great weekend and Eat well.